fellow citizens, our way of life, our very freedom came under attack in a series of deliberate and deadly terrorist acts. Several shots were fired as President Kennedy's motorcade passed through downtown Dallas. None of us will ever forget this day, yet we go forward to defend freedom and all that is good and just in our world. This is just a thing, please. Oh, you're coming out of Welcome to the Hagman Daily Show, weekdays 2 to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. And now your hosts, Joe Hagman and John Robertson. Hello and welcome to this Friday, June 22nd, 2018 edition of the Hagman Daily Show. Joe Hagman here, along with John Robertson on location at the Red Pill Expo. He's going to join us in just a moment, but we got a lot of news we're going to get into. First, I want to make an announcement. Just want to ask anybody and everybody out there who listens to the show, if you can support the show, uh, drop a donation in the PayPal uh, paypal.me slash Joe Hagman, or you can find the link in the blog talk description where it says support show here. And we'll also talk about other ways you can support the show through our sponsor, simplycleanfoods.net as the show moves forward. Well, we got a lot of news to get into. It seems like the, uh, you know, child immigration manufactured crisis on the border is, has reached its peak, uh, of insanity. We covered that the last few days. I even put together a great video well, not a great video, just a video compilation, uh, exposed progressive liberal, liberal hypocrisy on illegal immigration. You can uh, view that up on YouTube, and uh, last time I checked, it had about 1,700 views, and I uploaded it last night. So pretty good response uh, on that video, so check that out if you would be so kind. Also, we have uh, some great stuff and sound bites to play for you from across the spec- news spectrum. Uh, but first, we're going to be joined by John and Anthony Cardonaga from the Red Pill Expo at Meteor Row, live there in the middle of the event as the conference is ongoing. Uh, we see that there are, you know, he, on John's Twitter, if you go there, you can find a picture of him with G. Edward Griffin and uh, many others as he's uh, been keeping us updated on the uh, people he's been interacting with, and it's a, a great lineup of people. So now, uh, John, are you with me? I know we uh, had you muted out as you were getting ready and set up there uh, from Red Pill Expo, but are you with us? Okay, he's not ready yet, so let's do this. Let's jump right in. If you go to HagmanReport.com, you can uh, check out some of the stories that I've up there segmented from today. There is some very interesting stuff as far as uh, news on immigration as well as uh, free speech and the media and what they've done under this Trump administration. The media just can't stop lying about Trump. This is a piece I segmented up on Hagman Report. President Trump's half-hour impromptu interview on Fox and Friends last Friday sent the media, uh, media's fact-checkers into overdrive this weekend. Everyone from PolitiFact to New York Times, virtually all Sunday morning national talk shows piled on calling Trump a liar. Uh, 
But the media can't stop lying about what the president says. Sometimes it can't distinguish a legitimate point of disagreement from a lie. It's no wonder that people have turned out much of the constant attacks on Trump. Uh, maybe that says turned off, must have, supposed to say turned off much of the attacks on Trump. Just like the hyperbole on Sunday's Meet the Press before playing a compilation of clips from interviews, moderator Chuck Tarter, Chuck Tarter, Chuck Todd exclaimed, let me put together this list of just outright misstatements, lies. After showing clips, Todd felt it necessary to emphasize yet again that everyone knew the statements were false. Every single one of those things is absolutely not true. The show had on two liberal conservative panelists, but it wasn't really balanced as the conservatives were both never Trumpers. Anyway, this is the, uh, a, a very familiar trend in the media that we see. Look at what the ACLU has come out and said. Um, in this age of, of toxic political environment, the ACLU says it will not support the free speech, free speech if it's offensive to them. ACLU admits it doesn't support free speech as written in the Bill of Rights, so maybe it's time to start calling them what they are, leftist or the American Communist Lawyers Union. They were always hard left, but they used to believe in free speech. Imagine a group calling itself Civil Libertarians, I'm sorry, a, a Civil Liberties Union, but they're wishy-washy on free speech. The ACLU no longer supports the First Amendment, if it negatively impacts their commitments to social justice, racial equality, and the woman's rights, given the possibility that offensive speech might undermine ACLU goals, according to the Washington Journal. Our defense of speech may have a greater or less harm uh, of impact on the equality and justice work, which we are also committed to wrote the aclu in a confidential memo it just goes on and on the hypocrisy is never ending these people are looney tunes and even though trump signed an executive order ending this the, the separations of families at the borders the liberal lunatics are still not happy with the stroke of a pen President Trump signed an executive order that would officially end the policy of separating parents of children who come across the southern border illegally. It's what many on the right and left wanted to see happen, but for the liberal media, it wasn't enough, as CBS anchor Jeff Glor demonstrated by opining about how Trump was trying to put out a big political fire with a few drops of ink. And it's so funny, because that's what they were demanding. Pres Mr. President, all it takes is the stroke of a pen. You can change the law with the stroke of a pen. So what does he do? He acquiesces to their demands of, of uh, not separating families uh, at the border, but at the same time doubles down on the zero, uh, zero tolerance policy and stricter border security. But the liberals, not happy. They're not going to be happy till we have uh, a, a one world government that is run by communist and artificial intelligence to where they can control your every behavior, your every thought and if you think out of line outside of their ideology and agenda their satanic agenda then you will be persecuted especially if you're a christian and a believer in jesus john do we have you joe good morning greetings god's blessings how is my audio it's a little low but we can work with it okay uh let me see if i can mitigate that a little bit here unfortunately i'm not using no you're good you're one good. of our quality studio mics because you're good. You're good. It was my headphones. Oh, okay, excellent. Uh, so here we are at uh, Red Pill Expo 2018. 
uh, in beautiful Spokane, Washington. And Joe, I've got to tell you, Spokane is a really charming little city. Uh, we were able to get out last night uh, and sort of tour around a little bit. Uh, it's got a great downtown, a lot of kind of nostalgic architecture. Uh, you can tell this town was built uh, much uh, the way, much uh, pertaining rather to your opening commentary at a time when most Americans, I think, would believe almost completely in the President Donald Trump platform, a time when we didn't need to make America great again because America was great. And when you're in a town like Spokane, Washington, you can see just how much wealth and how much beauty we come from. This town, of course, being built on the timber industry, ranching, fisheries, etc. Uh, and the Red Pill Expo, uh, and we can jump into the news and whatever you want to cover, but uh, this is really quite a scene. Uh, yesterday, we had the uh, privilege of chatting uh, for a few moments with G. Edward Griffin. Uh, and if uh, listeners are interested, they can uh, visit my Twitter feed. We've been taking lots of pictures, doing lots of periscopes, and just getting a lot of great content up on uh, either my Twitter feed or Honeybee's. Uh, but yesterday we uh, had a chat with uh, G. Edward Griffin. Uh, we had a lovely chat with Lord Christopher Monkton, who's actually speaking in the main hall right now. And uh, Joe, just uh, right after we wrap up The Daily Show today, I will be sitting down for a 30-minute discussion with David Morgan, uh, who, of course, is, I, I think, one of the godfathers of the truth, patriot, sound money movement. He's got a new book out called Second Chance. So the Hagman Report will bring in an exclusive with David Morgan shortly. Also on the agenda for today, uh, we are going to sit down with uh, Lord Christopher Monckton. And uh, we've actually got uh, members of the Schaefer Cox family, the young man, the patriot, uh, who is serving time in Alaska on some very suspicious trumped-up gun charges. And they really threw the book at this young man. I think he's doing like 20 or 30 years. So there's a very strong, Joe, uh, sense of... of uh, incredulity here, I would say. Everybody's being very pleasant and the, and, uh, the vibe is pleasant. But, uh, but I would be being less than honest if I didn't say that there is a sense of, of righteous indignation uh, here at Red Pill Expo 2018. Yeah. Uh, well, the, as we were talking about, the toxic political atmosphere has reached a boiling point. And the cliche I said yesterday, you can cut the tension with a knife and we can see that it is uh, going to be a, a, a civil war is what they're pushing for. Whether I think this is one of their goals. They want the American public fighting against each other when really we need to come together and fight against the corrupt satanic elite in this country if it ever did come to a, a shooting war. Forget fighting neighbor against neighbor. Everybody would need to go to where the power structures lie and and uh, uh, you know put their energies towards taking care of where the root of the problem is. Not that I'm advocating for revolution. I'm just saying if they tried if they tried to launch a civil war against us, we would have to go and fight where those power centers are. So uh, indeed, know. we would. You know, Joe, as as you look around Red Pill Expo this year, uh, it's it's immediately apparent the the incredibly high IQ of the respective attendees, as well as the speakers, the oh, exhibitors, etc. These are some very, very smart people. I bet. Uh, They're the here. best of the best. Best of the best. We're talking about people with 20, 30 books uh, published by big, real-deal publishing houses. 
uh, New York Times bestselling authors. There's uh, almost everybody here has got a PhD after their name, it seems. And interestingly, there's also very much a global uh, feeling here. Uh, I have personally met people from several different countries already, uh, from the Philippines, from England, uh, from Australia. Uh, there are people here from Alaska and from, I think, most of the 50 states. And I wanted to talk, Joe, with your permission, about uh, Jeanette Finnicum. Last yeah, night, we yeah. watched part one of the documentary that has been made about Lavoie Finnicum. Now, most of our listeners will remember that Lavoie Finnicum was gunned down uh, in January of 2016 uh, as he and his party tried to make their way to a meeting with a sheriff at an adjacent county during the whole Malheur refuge uh, debacle. And just to sit here, Joe, and to listen to Lavoie's widow, uh, Mrs. Finnicum, and to watch this video where what we saw was Lavoie's insights in his own words. And he talked so much about his political beliefs and his spiritual beliefs and his belief in property rights and in the individual rights of all Americans, men, women, natural uh, born Americans or naturalized uh, citizens who come from other countries. And it was incredibly emotionally moving. There, there. I don't think, Joe, there was a dry eye in the house. As we all came together, there's easily a thousand patriots inside. And realized that this man, who we spent 45 minutes listening to his own words in this documentary, was fighting for things that just 50 years ago, Joe, were so standard as part of the American mentality that when you own property, it is your property. It does not belong to the Environmental Protection Agency. It does not belong to the Bureau of Land Management or the Forestry Service, et cetera. These things, it, during our grandparents' time, Joe, these were just common. This was common sense stuff. Here we are at Red Pill Expo 2018, and we're, we're strategizing how to fight for these rights that for the majority of the time this country has been in existence, Joe, were a given. Uh, very moving presentation last night by Jeanette Finnicum. That's awesome, and that's one of the things, uh, you know, I never uh, did check out to get the live stream code, so I never, uh, I did not take the opportunity to, to watch uh, what has uh, transpired or watch that film. Maybe if they do the live stream, if they have like a, a rebroadcast of the live stream, uh, I'll, I'll do, get a chance to watch that. But that was one of the, the main things I did want to see there is uh, Lavoie Finnicum in his own words. I forget the name of the documentary, but I'm really excited to see that. Now, I got a question, John. Do you have Anthony with you? Uh, no, I do not. Anthony is uh, is at our booth. Uh, he is uh, running camera tests and audio tests so that we're ready for the big David Morgan interview. Uh, Honeybee is with him as well. And, you know, Joe, it's been... Uh, such a, a uh, it's just been such an honor to see, as you and I have seen so many times at these conferences, uh, people consistently walking up to the table. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Tech Eric. We've got a beautiful banner uh, and uh, some of the studio lighting as well as some of the equipment that Anthony brought. We've got a very professional little mobile studio area set up and we will be conducting interviews all day long there. And it's, again, such a blessing. And I want to thank, Joe, all of our listeners who support the program. Bottom line, straight up, it is, it is the people, and you know this as well as I do, 
who take the time to send us an encouraging note, but that also contribute uh, part of their hard-earned money to make this type of thing happen. Joe, it's incredibly expensive to get a producer, a reporter, and a camera operator all the way across the country from Boston, Raleigh, and Erie, Pennsylvania to something yeah. like this. And the, the main reason we're here, Joe, is because there are hundreds of thousands of Hagman Report listeners who cannot be here. So it is our responsibility to bring as much of the information, the details, and frankly, Joe, the passion that uh, that our listeners deserve to be aware of. Again, particularly the ones who actually boots on the ground support the show. And Joe, I know I'm on a little bit of a rant. I'm going to give it back to you. But I also want to say something quickly that is amazing. And this really touched my heart. Uh, as you know, because you were part and party of it, on Wednesday, uh, the 20th, my departure date, uh, my tooth cracked. And this was a very serious crack. You, Joe, witnessed the dentist shoot uh, articane directly into the tooth. That's how severe the pain was um, and how severe the uh, loss of part of my tooth was. Joe, uh, I tweeted out uh, a, a request for prayer from all the Hagman listeners and viewers because I was so concerned that we would not make the plane. Basically, that dentist did about five to six hours of procedure in less than two and a half hours. Joe, you drove. Uh, I don't think I don't think we I don't think we drove slower than 80 miles an hour between the dentist's office and the airport. And by the time I landed in Detroit for my first plane change, a very dear friend of the program whose name is Linda, and I'll be calling Linda later today. She said that she had been in prayer, Joe, about Red Pill Expo and about the Hagman Report and about how hard we've all been working trying to be present at these things. Of course, the Federation for American Immigration Reform early September in D.C. will be there as well. Joe, Linda offered to cover the entire expense of my emergency dental surgery. And we're talking many thousands of dollars. And that's the type of well, listeners... John that we have it's not as bad as you think it was it's uh less than two it's a little bit more than one it's in it's i think it's like uh 12 1200 it was uh and that's awesome and, and the company did pay for it so if, if they do want to support that uh and and help offset those expenses definitely do so th uh, through uh going to the website and and getting the payment information there uh, uh or over the paypal but yeah that is such a blessing and then Without support like that, uh, our show would be impossible. We would not be able to send Honeybee and you and Anthony to Red Pill to cover this. We wouldn't be able to go to the White House in, in September. We wouldn't, excuse me, be able to do these conferences. We wouldn't even, I mean, it costs a lot of money to, to do the show each and every day. With the expenses and, and the, the cost of, of uh, bandwidth and uh, the cost of, of uh, uh, putting it out over Global Star and everything else. And despite what people may think, John and I don't make a lot of money. We don't, I mean, we probably make median average income. I mean, what would, how would you describe it, John? Less than, me, less than average? Uh, less we're, than a we're, we're a little under median. Uh, of course, that's a state by state basis. But I will say this that. Uh, Joe, you and I make about what a 40-hour-a-week employee of Home Depot who's been uh, in the orange vest for 8 to 10 years. That, that's about where we're at. So, and and to, tell, uh, to, to give the audience a, 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 the, the truth, 
um, you know, when we started doing this show, it took a while before it be, it was able to make a profit, but, uh, I was actually bringing home twice as much as I am now because we had to bring on people. We had to hire John, we had to hire tech Eric, uh, we had to hire, you know, a few, like a webmaster and we had to get all this equipment and whatnot. I'm not complaining. Uh, don't get me wrong. I make enough money to put a roof over my head to pay for food on my table and, and to, uh, you know, uh, have a little bit extra to be able to do something nice, like go golfing once in a while or, or catch a ball game and i'm not complaining Absolutely. about about that because we're, we are, are more fortunate than you know 95 percent of the people on the earth but i just there's a misconception out there that that we are somehow rich or making all this money which is just not the case if you guys that's could see our checkbooks we live paycheck to paycheck and that's the honest to god's truth well joe let's switch gears anyway, uh, yeah. I've, I've got i've got uh i can i can hang with you for about another 15 20 minutes but what i was what i wanted to get your take on because of course uh, we didn't uh, cover this in depth yesterday. At least you and I didn't. But what on earth? And this is this has been definitely top top scuttlebutt here at the Red Pill Expo. What happened in the past three or four days with these these threats coming out of Hollywood? Uh, who was it? Peter Fonda made a threat threatening to kidnap Baron Trump. Uh, oh yeah, I mean, what, think of bring, this. Bring me up to speed. What is happening? Have- I mean, this sounds like a complete meltdown. Okay, so all this, you know, a lot of these people who are are uh, with this misguided anger directed at Trump over pictures of kids in cages, John, which you detailed was propaganda. The kid in the cage was put there by his parents at a pro-immigration protest, and the pictures that you see going around of the, the deplorable conditions in these processing centers were from the Obama administration. The Daily Caller did a man on the street interview, showing the a bunch of people these pictures and and getting the responses of how horrible it is and how horrible trump is and then they told him hey this is obama from 2014 and 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 it it shut him right up they couldn't believe it but peter fonda a a guy who is basically a, a talentless nobody in hollywood has you know been vocal about these immigrant children in cages but you know what he said he said I want I want Baron Trump to be kidnapped and put in a cage with a pedophile implying that he be raped by pedophiles in cages you know, given the life that the United States of America has provided a man like Peter Fonda, who, in my opinion, has always been, uh, frankly, somebody who capitalized on his name. He is, of course, the son of Henry Fonda, the older brother of Bridget Fonda. And by the way, Joe, I got to know uh, Bridget Fonda, uh, Peter Fonda. And at the time, Bridget Fonda was married to the country music star Dwight Yoakam. Uh, I got to know them fairly well. Uh, when I was waiting tables at Cape Mantellini and, and Bridget was a lovely, uh, very ebullient young lady, uh, always, always a, a nice compliment, always a hug. You know, it's, it's not every day that you have an A-list, you know, uh, a person hugging the waiter. <laughs> so she was just a very nice lady, but Peter always had Joe, a, a spirit of, 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 I guess you could say downtroddenness on him. You could detect that there was a spirit of uh, he's, he's best known. His big debut in Hollywood was easy rider with uh, Dennis Hopper and Jack Nicholson. And that really opened up the, the popularity in the early seventies, late sixties of the biker subculture. Okay. Yeah. And, and I feel like Peter Fonda, uh, captain America, as he was known then, I feel like, that spirit has remained with this man up into his, what well, I guess, mid seventies. Now he would have been in his late fifties when I, uh, interacted with him in Beverly Hills. But Joe, 
what we see is we see a clear distinction. For example, when you look at the attendees of the Red Pill Expo, there are people from every ethnicity, every socioeconomic strata imaginable. I mean, there are people here from, from the Pacific Islands. There are African-American people here. There are people from Brazil. They've all come together. And one of the spirits that they all share, Joe, is one of powerful optimism and belief in the, cap- in the capability of the individual to make uh, common sense, uh, proper, and dare I say, even loving individual decisions that as in some total create a better country for all of us to live in. But then you, comp- you compare and you contrast that to someone like Peter Fonda, who has been given the, the, the uh, figurative red carpet his entire life, a Lincoln town car, uh, top shelf liquor lifestyle for sure. And to make such an insensitive comment about a, about a little boy who did not choose to enter politics, he happens to be the son of our president, uh, it is inexcusable. And, and Peter Fonda has just added his name to the list. Of oh, yeah, he's, he's been I classified. Never... John, the, uh, uh, I forget which organization did it, but they actually yesterday classified him as a domestic terrorist. Uh, uh, I think it was either Border Patrol or DHS uh, classified him and put out a statement classifying him as a domestic terrorist. Now we now this is interesting. We want to this brings up another interesting point. And of course, uh, forgive me, listeners. Obviously, my thoughts are are Red Pill Expo centric because I'm speaking to you right now from just outside the convention center where the event's taking place. G. Edward Griffin, uh, inarguably one of the petrofamilias of the entire uh, truth, liberty, patriot movement. G. Edward Griffin, of course, Joe, you know, uh, preceded the likes of Ron Paul by 20, 30 years. G. Edward Griffin was writing and informing the American public about the scam that is the Federal Reserve and more recently the, the, the scam that is the cancer industry. Uh, and he, 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 he predates many of these people. He goes back to the time of, of Bill Cooper or John Todd uh, or Mel Tappan, some of the earlier generation uh, individuals who helped form the community that we live and work in. And G. Edward Griffin... Uh, stepped onto stage last night to to great applause, and the first thing he noted is that the Southern Poverty Law Center has uh, qualified him as a domestic terrorist, and the Southern Poverty Law Center released a hit piece article on Red Pill Expo 2018 yesterday calling this a conspiracy theory event of domestic terrorists. And I am somebody who's talking to you right now from this event. Joe, this event is grandma, grandpa, your next door neighbor, the guy who helps you get the right plumbing piece at Home Depot, the, the, the man who drives the truck that brings the cold milk into the grocery store. The, the, the people who are here are neither conspiracy theorists nor domestic terrorists. Joe, the people who are here are conscientious Americans with huge hearts who are the engine that run this country. And these global elites, these Luciferian reprobates, they... Uh, they they make this error at their own demise because whereas in the censorship arena, whereas with the constant lack of funding that we're, we're, we're always trying to mitigate and navigate through, I'm telling you, Joe, the the winning ideology is is so apparent. It's it's so profoundly personified by the people at this event. The people at this event are you and me and everyone listening to The Daily Show today. The people at this event 
are the kind of people who would never dream of making some kind of criminal, uh, a disgusting statement like Peter Fonda did about uh, Baron Trump. The people who are here today are the kind of people who appreciate a show like The Hagman Report, have never met me in person and offered to pay an enormous dental bill because they felt that the Lord led their heart to do so. Joe, these people are America. Yeah, they are, John. And it's uh, it's great to get that fellowship, to get that networking and, and the coming together uh, and to get those great minds alike throwing out ideas and also solutions, which is something that is sorely needed in today's world. Now, back to Peter Fonda. National Border Patrol lists Peter Fonda as a domestic terrorist. Uh, that according to the National Border Patrol. So, uh, in, you know, and they've also said things like this. Uh, they've targeted Donald Trump Jr.'s daughter, if you can believe that, saying, we're coming for you, Chloe. They've even threatened to kidnap Sarah Huckabee Sanders' children. They've threatened to rape Christine Nielsen. They've put out uh, how how to, uh, you know, if you approach an ICE agent or encounter an ICE agent, how to, uh, you know, uh, cut their hearts out in front of your their own children uh we're coming for you too chloe donald trump jr's daughter chloe is threatened on twitter by canadian tv writer peter fonda faces secret service probe over barren threat james woods reply replied this is chloe trump she's the baby daughter of donald trump jr she's been targeted by uh by uh, the left Please note, Secret Service, that and many other people's backlash on Twitter shows the disgust. And the Democrats think that by pushing these narratives, and isn't it so funny that the biggest proponents of the, oh, the, the immigrant children being ripped from their parents are the first ones to go on rampages talking about how they want to kidnap and rape little kids of, of uh, you know, government officials. It's absolutely just despicable and disgusting. And, and Time Magazine Magazine put a cover of President Trump uh, looking at a little girl crying, and it says, Welcome to America. Well, guess what? Crying Migrant Girl on right. Time Magazine cover was not separated from her mother. Her mother kidnapped her from Honduras, and her father didn't even know that they left. So the, even the propaganda that they use is uh, is just BS. And uh, you know these people that continue to, to play into the lie that this is somehow... Uh, you know, happening. These children are, are given better conditions than the, the countries that they fled, and it's absolutely insane. And then you have people like, uh, I'm going to play this clip when John gets off the air. MSNBC contributor Donnie Deutsch this week became the latest pundit to compare President Donald Trump's border policies to Nazism and compared Trump voters to Nazis. It's amazing. Oh, okay, let's break. Let's, let's, and John, take let's this break, for 60 let's break seconds. This down for a second. Take, yeah, yeah, I will. Let's, let's, okay. let's, not a problem. We're going to break this down here uh, uh, briefly and succinctly. Here at Red Pill Expo 2018, when you walk around the main exhibit hall, what you see are veterans, both men and women. Uh, there are hundreds of men here who are six foot two, six foot three. They hit the weights every day. There are uh, uh, hundreds of women here who are the type of women who get up in the morning and they jump on the tractor or they saddle up the horse and go out and check the livestock, etc. These people are, are carved from some of the hardest hickory out there. And it's a, we're at a time, listeners, it just comes down to this. We have diametrically opposing worldviews at this time. Half the country believes that it's okay to abort a baby 
to end a baby's life before it even has a chance to take its first breath. Half the country believes that when God, who loves us so much that he touches us with just the slightest divine spark of the creativity that he is the master creator of the universe, uh, knows the satisfaction inherent to. We live in a world where half of the country Rather than, than accept and celebrate that divine spark of life, they stand in defiance of God and they shake their fists and they proclaim death. And when you walk around this conference that we are so blessed to be at, and again, I will thank every listener, whether you send a dollar, five dollars, it is your generosity that enables us to be here. And we'll be bringing home some great content for the entire uh, subsequent week that we'll be airing on the Hagman Report. But I digress. My point is this, Joe. It is so profoundly obvious the opposing worldview that we're dealing with in our country today. And the people who are here at Red Pill Expo are the type of people who uh, would drive you to the hospital if you were unable to drive yourself. They're the type of people who would keep an eye on your property if you had to go somewhere. A lot of these people are veterans, both men and women. There's hundreds of veterans inside. And they have a selfless enough spirit they believe in defense and defending our ideals our traditions our way of life to the extent that they have gone to places like iraq like afghanistan and literally put their life on the line because they believe so strongly in the america that president donald trump has stated since the uh, uh election season he intends to make great again and I want to, uh, as a word of encouragement before I uh, depart here from The Daily Show today, Joe, I want to encourage all of our listeners out there. You are by no means alone. When you come to something like this, you realize this was, this was a very high t- uh, price point. The tickets were $800 to come to this event. So you know for every person in here that was able to afford $800, there are probably 5,000 people who wanted to be here. They just can't come up with the 800 bucks. So my point is this, Joe, we have the numbers. We have in our hearts, the winning spirit the, the, we, we are the, we are the side of America that still submits and believes in the, the Lord God almighty. We are the side of America that believes in personal responsibility. When you make a mistake, when you wrong someone, you go to them and you apologize and you offer to correct your errant behavior. When we go on air, and I've had to do this many times, if I say something inaccurate, the very next day, we owe it to you folks to go on the mic and say, you know what, I didn't quite do my homework properly. Here's the truth as best we know it. So Joe, what you see at Red Pill Expo 2018, and there's so many Hagman Report listeners and viewers here, it's amazing, but what you see here is clearly the good guys. This is the team that that every listener to The Daily Show, trust me, this is the team that you want to be on. You do not want to be on the team where these beautiful young women go to college, they get indoctrinated with communist filth ideology, and they turn into these, these wretched-looking human beings. You don't want to be on the team that puts on some silly pink pussy hat and parades around L.A. Uh, uh, celebrating the uh, right that they have, the taxpayer-subsidized right to kill the child that God placed within them. That's not the team you want to be on. You don't want to be on the team of these skateboard riding, baggy pants wearing uh, punks who would sucker punch an octogenarian, knock him out cold in people's park. And- yeah. 
Did we lose you? Did we lose you, John? I think we lost you. Yeah, I don't I don't hear you there, buddy. All right, we're going to have to continue without you. Come. Uh, John you Robertson. And there we go. You cut out for like uh, a minute, John. You know, that's 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 uh, that's Liberty calling this. Anthony Cadorniga telling me I got to get inside to interview David Morgan. Joe, okay. I'm going to punch out well, you for do today. That. I will rejoin. I will rejoin the Daily Show again tomorrow. Listeners, thanks for bearing with me. If I were any more tuned up, my hair would fly right off the top of my head. Uh, this is just an exciting event. And I am on, I think, my fourth or fifth cup of coffee. So, wow. uh, Joe, thank you so much for having me on. And uh, you and I will speak offline later today. Uh, Gons Shamira is with us at our table. I know he wants to have a conversation with you. And I might even set up a Skype where we, where we have you interview Gons. All right. Sounds good. And I got a chance to speak with Gons this morning. That was great to be able to say hi to him. But, John, thanks for taking the time out. Uh, continue to do great work out there. Tell Anthony and Honeybee I said hi and, and uh, be, be safe. Will do. Thank you so much. God bless everybody. All right. That was John Robertson calling from the Red Pill Expo, giving us an update as to what is happening there. Now, we got about 20 minutes left in the show. We're going to cover some news here and i'm just wondering what the title of the show today true maybe true colors of evil from the political and hollywood elite manifesting in our world maybe something like that but let's do this msnbc commentator compares trump voters to nazis msnbc contributor donnie deutsch this week became the latest political pundit to compare president trump's border policies to nazism and also to call his supporters nazis let's take a minute uh, listen to this minute long video what has to happen now this can no longer be about who trump is it has to be about who we are if we are working towards november we can no longer say trump's the bad guy if you vote for trump you're the bad guy. Mm -hmm. If you vote for Trump, you us. are ripping children from parents' arms. You, the mistake that we've made in the past is look at that bad guy over there. Look at that bad guy. What the Democrats have to do is make the next election a referendum on not who Trump is, but who you are. If you vote for Trump, then you, the voter, you, not Donald Trump, are standing at the border like Nazis, going, you here, you here. And I think we now have to flip it. Unreal. And it's a given the evilness of Donald Trump. But if you vote, you can no longer separate yourself. You can't say, well, he's okay, but. And I think that gymnastics and I think that jujitsu has to happen. Wow. Wow. It reminds me of a Bible verse. And let's get into that Bible verse. Woe, to the, woe unto them that call good evil good and good evil that put darkness for light and light for darkness that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter goodness does that sound familiar uh it's just amazing to me that these people uh see this is the problem i have i i want i want to know this and obviously there we're, we're never going to truly know and, until this everything's said and done and the lord reveals all to us but there are the people who say things like this who call trump nazis who call trump supporters nazis and evil are these people do they really believe that to be true or are they like the uh, phony hollywood people acting to or, or or parroting a party line in order to receive a paycheck would you feel better about it if they were 
acting didn't really believe that but are are doing and saying these things to get a paycheck or would you feel better that these people are so deceived that this is actually what they believe i don't know because either way you look at it it's evil and these people are doing exactly what i just read in that bible verse calling good evil and evil good please if you are on the fence if you think that i'm wrong about this child immigration issue Go look at the conditions that these children live in. And it's only processing centers for uh, children. And they're, you know, they have sporting events, classrooms. They're fed three meals a day. They have beds and blankets. Uh, they, they are uh, uh, playstations and whatnot. And, and then they're moved to, to other families. But I don't want to get bogged down in the details of all this stuff. I just want to say the hypocrisy from this people is amazing. The evil is manifesting itself. We see it every day through the perversion of children, through the transgender agenda, through the homosexual agenda. You know, and, and this immigration issue is just like the homosexual agenda. If you remember when it was not legal for homosexuals to be married, all they wanted was equal rights. They wanted just to be treated equally, to be able to be married lawfully. And they weren't going to push for anything else after that. That's all they wanted. That was the goal. But what happened? We saw that wasn't enough. Now they want to erase genders. They want to incarcerate you if you don't call them by the right gender pronoun. They're saying the family unit is bad. They're pushing perversion and transgenderism on children as it's, um, as it, as it's acceptable. The scripture clearly states that the sins in the end times would make Sodom and Gomorrah uh, look basically innocent. And that Sodom and Gomorrah was nothing compared to the evils that we see today. And I believe that can be said for the day and age that we live in. And it is biblical. The evil that's manifesting that we see, very biblical. We're told in the end days uh, about how people would be lovers of themselves, lovers of pleasure, rather than lovers of God. Uh, all these different attributes that with the apostate church, on and on and on and on. And, and this brings me to another verse I remember in Isaiah, uh, Isaiah 32, and it says, uh, verse 2, and the man shall be as an hiding place from the wind and a covert from the tempest as the rivers of water in a dry place as the shadow of a great rock in a weary land and the eyes of them that see shall not be dim. And the ears of them that hear shall hearken. The heart also of the rash shall understand knowledge, and the tongue of the stammerers should be ready to speak plainly. The vile person shall no more be called liberal, nor the churl said to be bountiful. For the vile person will speak villainly, and his heart will work iniquity. To practice hypocrisy and to use and to utter error against the Lord, to make empty the soul of the hungry, and he will cause the drink of the thirsty to fail. The instruments also of the churl are evil. He deviseth wicked devices to destroy the poor with lying words, even when the needy seeketh right. But the liberal deviseth liberal things, and by liberal things he shall stand. And it goes on from there. 
How accurate is that to our day? Even calling in the Bible, the liberal will no longer actually be a liberal. They will be evil, for they will be vile and speak villainly, and their heart will work iniquity to practice hypocrisy and to utter error against the Lord, to make empty the soul of the hungry. You know, the people that are following this, uh, uh, you know, propaganda and lies from the news, they are emptying their souls. And he will cause the drink of the thirsty to fail. Maybe that speaks of GMOs. Maybe that speaks of uh, the spiritual thirst. Maybe that speaks of a, a lot of things. The instruments also of the churl or the liberal are evil. He deviseth wicked devices to destroy the poor with lying words, even when the needy speaketh right. Are the, could this be referring to the immigrants who are rightly looking for a better life for themselves and for them, their family? That the liberals are devising the wicked devices to even destroy these poor with the lying words? But the liberal deviseth liberal things, and by liberal things shall he stand. I want to kind of switch gears here. Not really, but maybe this will give some context into why these global elitists want nothing more than to, to see this globalist open border policy. Okay, this is an opinion I'm reading from an internet message board, but it's very true in some of its facts. The United States is a corporation, not the country, the republic that was founded. It is a, a corporation. It's a company. The owners can do and will do whatever they want to their corporation and its assets, which are you. The illusion of this country does not really exist. Research birth certificates and what they mean. And who owns you? What is social security? What the legal definition of a person is? What the definition of a citizen is? We are only slaves or property. Until all you realize that we are property of the corporation. All of this divide and conquer racism is just a distraction. Immigration equals money. Each person born or naturalized as a citizen represents a life trust which is identified by the birth certificate, the social security number, or naturalized citizen ID. Each number, unique number, has a value, based on the predicted lifetime tax value of that individual. So every person represents anywhere from a few hundred thousand dollars to several million dollars, every single person. This company, the USA, is broke as it is, has no gold. So in order to lend or print money, it needs livestock, more livestock, which holds value. So what do we think? Are these immigrations coming in, being given paperwork, social security numbers, birth certificates, being done so to further propagate this petrodollar, one world currency reserve system? That's something to ponder. I mean, that's very interesting to me. The United States is a corporation. There is truth as to value being held behind you and your birth certificate. Many people have tried to redeem their wealth through, through a sovereign citizen movement and on and on and on. But we own nothing in this world. We work basically on a plantation, our money going to pay for these elitists and our own destruction. You are not granted access. You have to get licenses. You're not, you don't have the freedoms. It's only free if you pay for the privilege to do it. We have no rights. The, the water, who owns the water? You can even go to jail for collecting rainwater. The government owns it. Through the, 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 one of the recent uh, EPA laws, I think the Clean Water Act, all the streams, even every puddle is owned by the government. 
Our children are required to, to be uh, indoctrinated in public schools, inoculated, or they'll be taken away from their parents with vaccines. They drug the water. They drug the water with pharmaceuticals and fluoride, which the Nazis did to the Jews and the Christians in concentration camps during World War II. Where do you think the idea came from? The fluoridation of water started in Nazi Germany. We are manipulated through our what we expose ourselves to, through the 5G, through the television and, and Hollywood entertainment industry. We have no rights to privacy. The food and water are controlled. If you don't have money, you don't eat. And even people who work, families who, who work, uh, both parents, sometimes have to choose between feeding themselves and feeding them children. There was a time in America where a husband would work and be able to provide for his family. Now that same man needs two jobs if he's the only one working. So what's really going on here? Are we a country, a republic, free, with restrictions on the government? Or are we slaves, entities, in a corporation? Are we owned by the papers, the social security, the, the, the birth certificate? These are things we need to look into. Are we really the merchandise the scripture says that we have been turned into? It is a very real possibility. And there's uh, some in-depth studies I used to conduct. Uh, and a guy I used to watch on YouTube who broke this stuff down at genius levels. And I'm going to have to find that. And, and I want to do some shows on, you know, are we a corporation? Are we basically chattel? as is what's described in the dictionary as persons. We are human cattle. Very interesting things to, to think about. But anyway, that's for another time because I didn't plan on getting into that today. And I don't have the research together. But very interesting nonetheless. Now, the other story, the Melania Trump, Melania Trump, Wearing that jacket down to the border. Trolling. Trolling the mainstream media. I thought that was awesome. She wore a jacket. And on the jacket it said something like, uh, I don't care, do you? Uh, and, and people went crazy. They didn't, they didn't outrage. They didn't rage against, uh, you know, Peter Fonda's, uh, you know, calling to kidnap and put Baron Trump in a cage with pedophiles. They didn't r rampage or rage against them, uh, you know, wanting to kidnap Sarah Huckabee Sanders kids. They don't rage against wanting Christine Nielsen to be raped, but they care about what it says on a coat that Melania Trump wore to the border. What a bunch of evil, lying, deceitful hypocrites. Our nation is doomed because we, the people, have allowed it to become so. Just look at the attitude of these people. John Helaman, Helaman said something very interesting, and I got an article from Newsbusters here. He said, after slamming President Trump's executive order to prevent children from being taken away from families after illegally crossing the Mexican border into the U.S., the National Affairs Analyst stated on Morning Joe, we have a great chance to inflict a political price on him and his party during the midterm elections. Yes, we have the chance to punish President Trump. See, that's what they want. They're not going to be happy until... President Trump and his supporters are removed from the country till their ideas 
and their agenda is erased from history till their faith and their religion is destroyed. Again, back to Isaiah. For the vile person will speak villainly, and the heart will work iniquity, to practice hypocrisy, to utter error against the Lord, to make empty the soul of the hungry, and he will cause the drink of the thirsty to fail. But the liberal deviseth liberal things, and by liberal things shall he stand. Rise up, ye women that are at ease. Hear my voice, ye careless daughters, and give ear unto my speech. And it goes on from there. Many days and years shall you be troubled, ye careless women, for the vintage shall fail, the gatherings shall not come. The scripture even goes on to talk about how the practice of abortion, the killing of the baby in the womb, would be prevalent in this day and age. How accurate is that uh, Bible? And we're going to do a show on that, on these Bible verses that I believe describe today's day and age to a T. It is needed and necessary. Yeah, here's the story on uh, Melania Trump. First Lady Fashion Fireworks, this according to AP News. Melina Trump dons, I don't really care, do you, Jacket? Melina Trump went to Texas to show she cared about immigrant children. Her fashion choice carried a baffling counter message. The First Lady wore a green hooded military jacket from the fashion uh, brand Zara that read, I really don't care, do you? Both as she departed and returned to Washington, the words were printed in white in graffiti style on the jacket's back. When asked what the message the First Lady intended to send, the spokeswoman Stephanie Grisham said, It's a jacket. There's no hidden message. After today's important visit to Texas, I hope the media isn't going to choose to focus on her wardrobe. Graham underscored that message in a tweet with the hashtag, she cares, and it's just a jacket. But President Trump offered his own interpretation, tweeting that it refers to the fake news media. Melania has learned how dishonest they are, and she truly no longer cares. But it did not stop there. It caused an uproar among the limousine liberals, many saying it showed her lack of empathy, talking about how she's heartless. And now she is being targeted by the Hollywood liberal left insanity. I don't know. Switching gears here to other news that is is important. This is something we haven't talked about that we should get into. The Supreme Court ruled that states have the right to impose tax on Internet sales. Now, how much will this affect your online shopping? Me, personally, I don't shop online that much. The last thing I I ordered online... Aside from flea medicine for my cats, which I usually order every month, was a heater for my uh, aquarium, with ha- which houses my turtle, and that was about five, six months ago. I don't use, I'm not an online shopper. I never have been. Uh, I'm not a big shopper in general. I only tend to buy what I need. If I don't need it, I'm not going to buy it, uh, but this internet tax is the end of the free internet, the headline said. But in all seriousness, uh, how much is this going to cost you? How much money is this going to put you back? We see the price of oil continuing to increase. It's kind of leveled off, at least the rise of the gas prices have. But between the price of food, 
between the price of, of oil. I mean, just to give you an example today. Uh, for basically one week of groceries with me and my wife, I spent uh, $150 at the grocery store today. And I'm not even done. I still have to uh, get a few things. And it's so about 200 bucks, and that's about average for a week for two people. And it's not like I'm buying steaks and ribs and whatnot. Uh, and maybe it's not that much every month. And that includes, you know, costs for paper towels and toilet paper and cat litter and all that stuff. But it does add up. And then, you know, another 45 bucks to fill up, fill up my tank. Uh, you know, that's just to every week, basically, just, just to continue to be able to function and, and do what we do. And those prices are not calculated into the price of inflation. So when we talk about inflation and we see how high the food prices have gone and we see how uh, gas is, is up there, that's not calculated inflation, which it really should be because it doesn't show the true uh, effect or, or devaluation of the U.S. dollar. The Deutsche Bank is in trouble. Also, the Dow Jones had a rough few days, but it looks like it's back on track or, or moving in the right direction. But there are concerns that the, it's possible that Deutsche Bank could be failing or, or could be uh, uh, in some hot water. And also, speaking of Germany, Angela Merkel could be on her way out. Excuse me. Uh, Angela Merkel has has lost all support of her political party and of her government. I think there's only one or two politicians in Germany that even stand with her anymore. She has turned her country into a third world s-hole country due to the influx of, of millions of immigrants that have increased crime, uh, created no-go zones, increased terrorism, not assimilating into society, the huge increase of, of sexual assault and rape, and it's not getting any better. People are, are are very upset with what is going on in Western Europe with this these immigration policies. Countries are starting to push back. Italy says it's not going to welcome any new uh, Middle Eastern migrants or immigrants, and they're being called Nazis. It seems that the EU is falling apart, and it couldn't happen soon enough. Uh, you know, one of the most corrupt political parties or, or, or organizations or, or uh, you know, forms of global government that there is. The EU is on on, on pretty thin ice and the, the populist movement is uh, really moving against it with Brexit, with what we're seeing in Italy and the, and the monetary problems that they're having. And I don't know how many people saw this, what the Pope said the other day. The Pope said populism is not the answer. Well, he might be right in a sense, but what he's talking about is populism for conservative ideals, for freedom of speech, for freedom of thought and expression, for not for freedom of abortion and gay marriage, but for freedom of morality, freedom for morality. But he's talking about populism that is leading to these anti-globalist policies as being uh, bad. But like all movements and ideologies... They have their place and can be corrupted and used for, for wrong. Populism can absolutely be used uh, uh, to create horrific situations. Look what happened in World War II with Hitler. It was a lot of manipulation, but due to the devastation economically, a populism wave ushered Hitler into power. And that national social, uh, that national furor uh, or in intensity led to the you know almost the annihilation and complete takeover of the world by hitler and the killing of of tens of millions of people anyway 
we went through a lot on this show. I want to thank each and everybody for, for listening to me rant. I promise we'll be more coherent back on Monday, and I might even do a weekend report with some of these scriptures that I'm referencing or on another specific topic. And watch YouTube as well. Have a great weekend, everyone. The Hagman Daily Show is brought to you by The Hagman Report. Tune in to The Hagman Report weekdays, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. For more information, go to HagmanReport.com. That's HagmanReport.com.